world's gone crazy. And we're just trying to keep up. Bob and Zip. And here we are uh, with uh, zero preparation, ready for liftoff. <laughs> Again? Well, I, I was distracted by doing a couple of things, and yeah. um, and I didn't look at the clock. It's happened to me twice today. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm supposed to be somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I was for- on you. Yeah, but fortunately, where I'm supposed to be was six inches from where I was. Right. You know what I, what I immediately thought, of course? Narcoleptic, Narcoleptic Bob. Bob. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's you. Although I do have a jingle for me now. Uh, do you want to hear it? Sure. Okay. Um, this is my jingle. Bob Rivers. Isn't that wow. nice? That's very nice. Yeah. That's like self-aggrandizing, but beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but what else is a jingle if not that? Actually, yes. I, I have a longer version too. Playing the devil's advocate, Bob Rivers. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? I like that. Uh, oh, that's hilarious. Take a nap. Narcoleptic Ed, live from Detroit. <laughs> All right, silliness. Fun with jingles. Okay. Um, so what was going on? I, I And you guys, uh, I know you do this a bit, Zip. Ed, do you ever sell stuff on eBay? Yeah. Oh, no, not, no, well, very rarely on eBay, but do, on um, Facebook Marketplace and occasionally on Craigslist. No kidding. Okay. And there's yeah. another place, by the way called reverb it's just for yeah audio yeah. guys gear slots yep. as, yeah. as they say oh they changed the name of that website by the way i know they did yeah they had what to. is it called now it's it's called gear heads or gear something they took the slots out is what they did yeah it was s-l-u-t-z for many years and the whole idea was that guys are very promiscuous when it comes to electronic it had nothing to do with <laughs> with women right it had nothing i mean it was nothing well, it does by default, by uh, virtue now, see, of the original a... origin, the origin of the of the term. All right. I, yeah. uh, well, but is the term? I thought the term meant promiscuous. I don't think it was attached to a gender. Uh, it was. Well, I'd never heard it in out of any. Well, I'd never heard a, a pronoun attached to it as a kid. But I knew that it was a very bad word because when my brother. Use that, referring to my sister, all hell broke loose in our household. Okay. And, and by the way, I'm just double checking because, you know, just because I, do, I never thought something was something doesn't mean that it wasn't. And actually it was. Uh, the definition is a woman who has too many or just many. It doesn't say too many. Because what is too many? <laughs> <laughs> and if it's um, a guy, he, then he's just a uh, he's a bon vivant or he's a, yeah. a playboy. Yeah. By the way, one of our, our problems as human beings is that um, we don't we don't know English that well. Well, uh, speak for yourself, Mister. Well, you're uh, you're look, you're a professional voice actor. Canadian probably heritage. by definition and by need um but but when you're doing a book on tape you don't have to know what it means do you i guess you do, do it right <laughs> yes you do yeah. so uh, but anyway no we don't know a lot of words and i'll give you i'll give you one example sure of a word mm-hmm. that let me uh, just jump in here real quick sure uh dan Aykroyd made that term quite palatable by calling Jane Curtin. Jane, you ignorant slut. That's right. It was part of Saturday Night Live. Yes, it became sort of a popular culture term there, briefly. Yeah. Wouldn't, well, wouldn't maybe not pop culture, but... Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and look, uh, I I don't consider myself woke. I don't consider myself liberal. <laughs> 
But I consider myself respectful of any group that wants us to change something if it's about their group. Like, I was perfectly okay with calling the team, you know, the team between Maryland and Virginia. That was fine with me. Well, um, but, and I understand other people get upset because it's been their team, their grandfather bought. You know, if anything, right. you could sue them to get some of the memorabilia you invested in <laughs> refunded. Yes. Uh, but, but anyway, so... There's a person we know in radio. Zip and I know her. Mm -hmm. You don't know her. Um, okay. Zip and I have had her on our show. She's Yet. a brilliant broadcaster. Yes. And uh, and intelligent, great voice, uh, just a fantastic. I, I, you know who I'm talking about, Zip, right? Well, I hope so. Did we? <laughs> <laughs> Did we both have her? Unless it was back in the no, no, Bible days, like and I don't recall. And by the way, okay. I do believe that S term should apply to men because I think it applies more to men oh, more often um, than it would to women. But no, um, so this is this was the afternoon radio host at a radio station that Zip and I did mornings on. Oh, okay, some yeah, thirty-five years ago, and yeah, right. and her name on the radio station—it's a hard rock station. And her name was Mistress Carrie. <laughs> I remember that name. And when I first heard it, I thought, male-oriented radio station, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, I, I didn't like it, to be quite honest with you. And, uh, and years went by. I mean, I would be in Boston, and I would hear her, and she was excellent. Um, you know, she could interview all the top bands. She was music director, I believe. And uh -huh. It's just a great talent. And I always thought, I don't know about that name. So uh, when that radio station, on almost its 50th anniversary, was sold to the Christian Broadcasting <laughs> Network. So bizarre. Oh. It really was. <laughs> it, went, it went from highway to hell to... Yeah. <laughs> it went from highway to hell. <laughs> yeah. In fact, what was their last song? Wasn't it... Uh, it was an Ozzy Osbourne song. I was taking this job in the summer. I did especially, especially for for, yeah. for the departure. But anyway, we were invited to, to be on on their last uh, day, I believe it was, and she and the uh, morning show uh, or midday host, a uh, guy named Mike Shu, were co-hosts. And God, they could not have treated us nicer. It was they were welcoming. You know, it was like. Uh, Back when Columbus sailed the ocean blue, these guys had, you know, a tin can and a string, and they used yeah. to work at this radio, but they didn't do that. They were like, these guys are legendary. And I, by the way, legendary is a very yeah. overused word, <laughs> unless you're applying it to one of us. In that case, I think it's well, just fine. Well. So anyway, we're on, and um, we were interviewed by Mike and Mistress Carey, and I, I just developed such a, a fondness for both of them in that room because... Not only of how they treated us, but how they were treating, you know, a very difficult time in the radio station going off the air after 50 years. Mm -hmm. And um, and now it turns out, you know, they're still in our lives because they work for Cumulus Broadcasting, which you also work for. Yes, I do. So uh, uh, Carrie is doing the afternoon, I believe, rock format on Westwood One. Mike Shue is doing mornings on the station that Zip and I broadcast from on Saturday. And it's just... Just great people. But again, and I kept this to myself, and I, I, I'm sure I could have said this to her. In fact, I think I asked her 
But I should I should have asked her really. Like Obama should have asked Ruth Bader Ginsburg, why don't you retire? Yeah, he did. <laughs> he had lunch with her, and yes. you know everyone assumed maybe you should ask her to step, and she didn't, of course. No. But anyway, the other day I was thinking about her, and I looked. Up, I said, I wonder if I don't know what the word mistress means. And it's sure enough. What I thought the definition of mistress is okay. was not. And you know, sometimes words have two or three definitions. Mm, that's true. But there is a dominant definition. In America. Well, I mean, the dictionary, uh, which dictionary am I looking at? <laughs> but we're going to get to the point where each news channel has its own dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yes. That's yes. true. Um <laughs> So uh, I believe this is, uh, I, I have to click again, and I'm not going to ruin the page, but I believe this is, you know, Webster, Merriam-Webster. Okay. The definition of mistress, a woman in a position of authority or control. Yes, like a teacher. That's a mistress. And it, and mm -hmm. it was a teacher. It used mm -hmm. to call him a teacher. True. So Mistress Carey would be your teacher. Teaching you rock and roll. Uh, an example of a sentence is, she is always mistress of the situation, coolly self-possessed. We call them doms in the cave. I was <laughs> <laughs> just going to say. Well, then again, if she has you wrapped around her finger, that's one thing. So, uh, and there are other definitions and other great examples. And, and as I looked at this, I went, there's a word I'm backwards on. Now, yes. It does also apply a secondary meaning, someone in an extramarital affair. A secondary wife, yeah. <laughs> with, a, with a married man. It's secondary. But wife. how many times have that, <laughs> has that mistress totally had control yes. in a well, situation she when is also a woman south. in a position of authority or control, even though the guy may not realize it because he's an idiot, and he's an S-word, too. Happy birthday, -E Mr. President. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, this blew my mind because... I wonder how many other, and, and by the way, I blame ACDC. Huh. Of course you do. I blame, and, and I'm, I admire Carrie even more for doing this because, you know, she, I guess, you know how people take the power away from a word? I, I don't react to it. I had a, a, a friend in Seattle who was an activist for, um, you know, gay rights, mm -hmm. and he wrote a column in a newspaper called The Stranger, and you know how you would, instead of Dear and Landers, you know how he wanted you to write to him? Dear Queer? Hey, faggot. Okay. That's what he's, and, and, and by the and way. That's, that's disempowered, yeah. Well, he's very, and, and he's an amazing guy. His name is Dan Savage, um, mm -hmm. and I interviewed him once, and I, and by the way, this, you know, 20 years ago, I got on a, a argument with someone online about something and you know, somehow it veered off into you know we all weren't very woke a while back about um loving all of our brothers and sisters regardless of their sexual persuasion and we've reached a point now where the wingers as i call them mm -hmm. think there's like 30 different sexes god only made two you know, and that's what they that's what they say. And I'm like, I don't care, you know, what flavor of the rainbow you are. 
Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I just want, you know, everybody has the right to pursue happiness and oh, yeah. love people as long as they are, you know. Legal. Yeah. Consenting, happy people. Who cares? Uh, but anyway, I digress. But I didn't know. So, it, like, I've seen people take words. And by the way, in 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 London, I could be bumming a cigarette. Uh, yes, and that's for a fag. And, and use that word. And so it's yeah. a whole different thing. And so I think part, it's like, as biggest problems we have as a society today sometimes is we're not nice to each other, but also... Sometimes we had, we actually don't understand. Well, it's ignorance. Sentences. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, anyway, a woman in position of authority or control. Right. Um, and there's something hot about that for me because I now realize <laughs> that my wife is my mistress. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm going to get lucky later on. Well, she's gay. I'm the patriarch, I suppose. Yes. And, and she's the mistress. She's the head of the household. You bet your ass. Because <laughs> um, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. And by the way, if you have a pet, a cat or a dog. Yes. And you are a woman. In a cat dictionary which, of course, is always written by people. Um, yes. The cat rubbed itself against its mistress's legs. In other yes. words, the cats and dogs consider the woman of the house their mistress. Yeah, they're subversive yeah. to them. Yeah. I tried to verify that, by the way, but all the cats I asked were mum. <laughs> and not woke most of the right. time. <laughs> uh, and, 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 the, and the term even goes back, way back, to when plantation owners would have servants and domestic staff. Yes. And the head of that staff would typically be a female employer and, and she would be the mistress. Mm -hmm. So, And you have to go all the way past all of those definitions. To get to. To get to the Beavis and Butthead crowd. <laughs> yes. And uh, anyway, I thought that was really, it was really enlightening. And, and, and yet... When you learn a word or something and you realize, like, I thought I was pretty smart, but I don't even know that word. Oh, no. The more you know, the more you know you don't know. Well, also, the more you know other people don't know. And <laughs> yeah, true that. <laughs> and you don't want to walk around all woke and, and you know, <laughs> tell everybody what to think. No, not with a name like Narcoleptic Ed. I'm far no, from woke. that's right. <laughs> oh. Narcoleptic Ed, live from Detroit. Yeah. Semi. So how are things in Detroit tonight? Uh, very good. Uh, I just, we, were, we, I, we thought that it was going to be earlier than we normally do this. So um, Lizzie went out for uh, boneless wings and came back with them. But of course, um, the, we, we, we kicked the can. Yeah. On, well, on I, so. I should tell Zip, I, I texted Zip. So most, I would say two thirds of us, or the type that if, and by the way, this is an insult to us, not to Zip, that if you text someone something on their phone, you know they'll see it within 10 or 15 minutes because we're all addicted to our devices. But Ed yeah. is, uh, Zip is not addicted to his phone. God I can, bless him. Or he ignores me. <laughs> I can't. He can't tell. 
No, I don't. I got to admit, I don't have a notification beep when I get a text. I'm, but I yeah. usually I look at my phone down. fairly often. You got to turn yeah. your headphones down a little zip because you did that. Oh, Led God. Zeppelin. See? Way down inside. Side, side, side. Pre copy. <laughs> you need. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. I'm who's that dude, who's that voice actor, uh, comedian who who's all sound effects? I forget his, his name. His name is uh, Michael Winslow. Winslow? Winsgate. Mike Winsgate. Winslow. Yeah, there you go. Winslow. Oh. I've met. I've met him. I've actually, yeah, SAG hired him to do one of our meetings. He came, and I, I was doing Sammy Davis with him, and he just said, I miss that man so much, and he actually oh. teared up. Oh. He's very He's sensitive. A sweet man. He, He's a very nice yeah. guy. Because if, if I met you and you started doing what I do... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But he would yeah. do it. He would do dueling Led Zeppelin guitars with you. He would. Absolutely. He does it far better than I do, though. So give me your car. I'll, I'll be the judge of that. Your car? You give me your car. Which car do you want? I do a lot of cars. Oh, which car? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do. I, you know, if you want a, a Model T, a Tin Lizzie, it's like, well, I'm tempted, sorry, I'm tempted sorry, to honey. say, give me a Hummer, but that would that would come off wrong. Well, we'll start with the Volkswagen horn, okay? Okay, Volkswagen horn. Go ahead. Meep, meep. Right? But if you just touch the button slightly, it's... Him, him. Because it doesn't. <laughs> that's very accurate. It that's is. not bad. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty. Because I learned on a Volks, I learned to drive in a Volkswagen in four speed when I was in grade six. So that's where that. And there Volkswagen kind of sounds. Right. What other cars can? What's that? Yeah, that's just kind of. That's how I remember a Volkswagen exhaust sounding, but okay. that's not real accurate. But yeah, then I did race cars. Yeah, that's Jackie either Stewart. that's either that or one of the side effects on those drugs that they advertise during <laughs> the evening news. Could be. <laughs> it should have gotten further off mic. By the way, anyway. I, I was thinking about drugs on the evening news. Um, uh-huh. I was reading some anti-vaxxers and saying a couple people got this and three people died. And I, and I thought every night on the evening news, every prescription drug that all of these people are on. <laughs> it's a disco that's do you do, it, do, do you do the guy who does all the potential side effects? And they always end with and death. And death. Yeah. Yes. And may cause, you know... Uh, flatulence, yes. high blood pressure, hyperventilating. Dandruff. Dandruff and death. Psoriasis. Yeah. Yes. And could result in death. And then they high go, call your doctor, and they show people happily playing <laughs> ping pong or <laughs> and, 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 and volleyball in the backyard. What they're saying is at complete odds with the visuals. Oh, totally. And yeah. In fact, there's one particular commercial where they show a guy... Just a little overweight out at the swimming pool, and he's in his backyard. <laughs> Cannonballing? Yeah, and the yeah. cannonball one. I don't even yeah. know what the yeah. medicine is. I don't either. But um, but I remember being that age. Yeah. Uh, there's this thing that happens to us guys, especially like, Zip, you were super thin. You were real thin. Ed, you were real thin. Yeah. Uh, I was never real thin. I always bounced around a little bit. But <laughs> but there was a certain thing that happens, like... Like, I knew I could have a giant pizza, and if I climbed up a mountain next week, it would go away. Right. And then when I hit my, I would say mid-40s. 40s, yeah, that's when it happened to me, too. Yeah, that's when you go, uh, and so this guy is that age, and he's got, you know, diabetes or high blood pressure or something. Yeah. yeah. And they're saying, take this drug. <laughs> and, you know, and one of the side effects of one of these drugs on TV is... You might lose some weight, but they go, not intended for weight loss, but you might lose weight. 30% of the people who take it lose. I don't even know what the drug is. It's just to sell more. But I'm like, I know. I'm like, 
It's not intended for weight loss. May cause death. May cause asphyxiation. May cause you know uh, flatulence. May cause loose bowels. But all the people, and this is another thing about us human beings. All the people who call their doctor here is, I have that condition, and it may cause me to lose weight. And then let me write, let me write down the symptoms. <laughs> yeah, no, no one pays attention to that. And and so then it causes you because, and we all do that. We. And, and I and, and I, I don't want this to be about politics because it, it really isn't about politics. It's about our human. We all create our own reality distortion field. Right. Remember they used to say that about Steve Jobs. That people would like to say to him, "But Steve, two plus two equals four. And he goes, "No, five. <laughs> and it would be like, uh, "Don't tell jo- Steve it's four because he to him it's five. <laughs> And he's, yeah, and it's the golden rule. He with the gold rules. <laughs> what wow. he says goes. But here's the thing about people like that. People, yeah. really pushy people who refuse to believe in reality, they're the ones yeah. who push things through. How so? They get stuff done. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's jobs, true. You, jobs yeah. used to be told there's no, you can't do that. No, we can't make glass that hard. No, you yeah. can't. It will never work. And he would refuse to believe it. And he, uh, if you read the bio, he would... He was not a pleasant guy. Yeah. Especially if you were trying to tell him the truth. Yeah. And they didn't want to hear it. Yeah. And I was having a similar discussion with a producer today who announced that, you know, everything was going to be back to normal in New York mm-hmm. and uh, notified people via a copy of the New York Times article, Link. You know? A Link, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So very terse. And I said, you know, that may be true, but those are the kind of guys that usually end up as a uh, maven, maven, a business tycoon because they, they, they aren't sentient beings. They can, they can just be the bull in the china shop and yeah. get shit done. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to say something about forwarding news links. Mm-hmm. Please do. It's futile. Here is, I'll give you a sev- Unless it's your boss. <laughs> well, but I'll give you several. Re- uh, well, uh, all right. I'll give you several reasons. It's largely futile. You're right. Okay. It's not always futile. Um, because I'll be debating something with someone, a friend. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm done with strangers on Facebook. <laughs> Just <laughs> loving strangers, loving strangers. <laughs> Sorry. But but and and I'll send him you know a link, yeah, and he'll go. I don't subscribe to, and it could be the New York Times, it could be the yeah. Wall Street Journal. It's not about conservative or liberal. Right. Uh, no, and I'm not giving Jeff Bezos any more of my money. That's the Washington Post, right? And and I'll go. I get it, but wait a minute. How are we supposed to document stuff for each other? Like, you know how libraries exists so that all the population would have access to information and, and if you were poor you could still go to the library you're correct mr Carnegie, and i want to say thank you <laughs> yeah <laughs> when the internet first came out wow. yes you remember that right yes i, I can't forget it because <laughs> my girlfriend loves the way you say internet she internet. can't yeah, she loves the way you say internet. She says, I love that. How does he, how do, why does he say internet? I said, it's an East Coast thing. You got to live out there. The internet. Yeah. yeah, it's a little bit of a New York-y thing. Howard Stern says it that way, too. He does. Yeah. I don't know if I got it from him because I think I've always... You were close enough. You were on the well, other end of the I, New Haven line. Come I on. was actually in New York before he was. I was. Yeah. I grew up listening to New York, New York radio. How bad is that? Yeah, well, I. so I worked 
in a toll booth <laughs> when uh, Don Imus did that whole um, no. thing where he ordered cheeseburgers. No. Or else no. I heard him play it. Uh, he's dead now. Um, no. So. Oh, uh, Jesus, I'm glad you told me, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> so doing Don Imus impressions no. is a good way to make sure no one under 60 listens to our podcast. Oh, just shut the hell up. <laughs> what, what the hell did you yeah. ever do in broadcast, you doofus? Not much. So, uh, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. No, you you were in New York and you got the accent from working in a toll booth. I'll yeah, but before that, I was actually going somewhere. Yeah, you were in you were in New York before Howard was. Yeah, but even that was an aside. <laughs> it's gone. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, but, a, the, the topic I that I wanted to talk about is how yeah. we don't know as much as we think we know, and yeah. all of us have these blind spots, words that we don't understand, or even words that we have the wrong meaning for. Yeah. And... Uh, and I guess what I've noticed is that um, when you're forwarding a news article, mm-hmm. if someone doesn't subscribe, all they get is a link asking them to subscribe. So you've literally, you literally I didn't come off. Know that. Yes, you literally come off like a Jehovah's Witness on a bicycle on <laughs> a Saturday morning. <laughs> and you can't disable an ad blocker and read yeah. it, really? Uh, no, and. And and I get it. I'm not saying every like. I don't consider myself rich, but yeah. I I subscribe to papers Various, with yes. reporters rather than just look, you know watch the TV comment because each TV station has a, a, an agenda. They, like and, if a, it's, and a different level of infotainment. Yeah. Well, I, I hate that word, but sure, it's yeah. it's the correct word. I just hate it. I know. It's a slutty word. <laughs> <laughs> way, to, way to bring it over yeah. bookended, Bob. Yeah. Nicely done. <laughs> but uh, but if, no, because it, that all that actually makes it sound harmful, like uh, uh, harmless. I like I like that it's the devil and it's evil. Yeah, it's um, yellow. <laughs> well, because uh, a lot of TV stations, and by the way, this applies, uh, and uh, and they're all entertaining, but this applies to MSNBC as much yep. as it does to Fox. It does because it, when a channel. And and by the way, it applies to Oprah. Yes. I used to watch Oprah and I used to go, yes, men are wrong. Men are always bad. And that was her show. <laughs> yeah. Like she couldn't say, you know, you women you need to get your yeah. shit together. She changed her act, though. She did. Uh, she she grew up a bit, as has yeah. Howard, and hopefully yeah. Zip will, people, too, someday. People evolve. <laughs> Most of them. That's nice. Uh, but anyway, so... Um, so I guess what I and I think we're still figuring this stuff out right now. News and mis- misinformation led to uh, an insurrection attack. It did. It did. And um, you know the way they're fighting it is an interesting way. It's a follow the money way. Mm-hmm. It's basically Dominion voting machines is like, hey, damages. Yeah, exactly. You lied, you bastard. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I don't know how that'll work. Um, uh, but I, I, I think the concept of the public library mm-hmm. was a good concept, and I, I know some people who still use the public library. The problem is, most of them are close to eighty years old. Yeah, uh, because the, to the youth, if it isn't at the end of their thumb, it doesn't exist. Yeah, and I fear for libraries because even the one I went to as a child was, and it was a beautiful building. It was right, flattened right. for a high rise. So how would you feel about this? I think we should all have access 
to reporting. I think, much like the library, it should be available to anyone who wants it for free. And, um, and that's hard because the internet has, <laughs> well, it's messed with, it's messed with the business model. So, for example, you used to be able to go to the library, yeah, and grab a newspaper, sure, and read it at the library from a bamboo reed. Yes. Yes. But most people, of any means, would simply subscribe to the newspaper because yeah. it was 15 cents and it would come to your door. So and, yeah. it was a you nice... Could line, you could line the birdcage with it, yeah. And you, you got something to start fires with. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the way... What was nice about that system is nobody was cut out from the library. Nope. Everybody, and, and even today, I know people who are like, I buy a book on Amazon, and they're like, sorry, you're doing books on tape, and you don't want me to tell people that they can read no, books for no, free? You're, <laughs> you're just being too loud. Yeah. You're in the library this, now. This reminds me of a book called Who Moved My Cheese, <laughs> yeah. which is all about this sort of stuff happening. Yeah. But but if I forward my friend it, like there should be a questionnaire. Why don't you subscribe? To, I can't really afford to subscribe to it. Well, we'll let you read, and but some of them let you read a certain amount of articles per month. Yeah, I think if it's, Easy I don't know. For, yeah, one thing's clear. We do need some curation of, uh, you know, what's factual and what's not. And Snopes is not the acceptable go-to anymore. Here's the thing about Snopes. Um, uh, first off, any fact-checking thing is simply like a juror. And if you yes, got 12 of them that agree... They're, fly out. they're still uh, flawed. Snopes... Snopes I, I've argued with some people about Snopes. And every time I get into an argument about it, I say, well, do me a favor. Send me some well-documented evidence of something they provably got wrong. And then that person... Must have closed their Facebook account because I never yeah. hear back from anyone. <laughs> <laughs> or, or it was, or it was partially true or partially false. Well, which is, uh, yeah, and yeah. and um, uh, there are other ones. There's one called Politifact. Uh -huh. I'm familiar. Which has decided to be the fact checker to please everybody. Mm -hmm. So on Politifact, you can pull up things Obama said that weren't true. Right. And so someone posted like 20 of them, and they were. You know, they were the little embellishments that politicians or sometimes, honestly, they make a mistake. And sometimes, you know, they say something that's just not true. You uh, can keep your own doctor if you want to. <laughs> stuff like that. If you yeah. like your plan, you can keep it. <laughs> no, but I like to do both sides. No new taxes. Read my lips. Now, Bob, that's not what I said. What did you say? I, I said no nude axing <laughs> because you don't want to you don't want to circumcise yourself with a hatchet. No nude axing w wouldn't be prudent. No yeah. nude axing. So um, <sighs> I've done it again. Politifact. There's an, well, there's another. No, there's another one too. Mediabias.com, which uh, whatever publication you're reading. Right. Uh, they keep a, a list of which way that publication leans. And, and I like knowing that. And, and, some, and they good. also, how factual they are, they also, how inflammatory their language is. Hmm. Um, and so NPR, for example, leans pretty left. Oh, yeah. 
But they do it with a feather. They 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 very, they parse their word. They what do they do? They they use a thundering velvet glove. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's good for me to know that they're left. I mean, and they really are left. Yeah. And so, because uh, I, you know, I'm Hard neither, like which means 80% of the people think I'm crazy. Uh, but that's just the way it goes. You know what my job is? I, yeah, to get it up to 90. No. <laughs> Playing the devil's advocate, Bob Rivers. <laughs> so, uh, do you guys sell stuff on eBay? I asked this earlier. Um, or I, I have, yeah. Craigslist? I, I, m- most recently, I sold um, a te- an antique Philco swivel television set that I just wanted out of the house. Oh, wow. Yeah, but I got 500 bucks from uh, for it from a tattoo artist in Philly. That's nice. Yeah, wow. she used it for a show. And she didn't want the guts, and I didn't want to send the weight, so I ended up selling the guts for another 150 <laughs> Wow. And then, and then a guy offered me 50 bucks for one knob. I said, well, it went with the chassis. Sorry. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's have, you noticed, have you noticed Facebook Marketplace is kind of a low-ball arena for the oh, most part? Well, Facebook Marketplace has really evolved. I, I was gonna, and not, I, not for the better. No, not. Have you used it, Zip? Yeah, I have. To yep. sell or to buy? Uh, both. When it both. first started out, it was like your local trader for 10 miles around your house, yeah. and you could go quickly grab a piece of a patio furniture or a, you know, a, a little end table. Uh, we got one of those um, antique uh, desks with a flip top. And then all of a sudden, and like, duh, I should have seen this coming. All of yeah. a sudden, ads started appearing on it. Yeah, and you don't know their ads necessarily. Well, at first stealthy. you didn't. Now yeah. it's basically whatever I looked at over the last three days pops up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, metadata. They're and just- you actually have to dig in and tell it, no, just show me local stuff. Right. Because it says no, everything ships now, and and, and Facebook is like, yep, yeah, we got. Uh, they're adding podcasts, by the way. We'll be on Facebook, so I don't want to. Oh, I, oh wanna cool. Be too critical. Full disclosure. Of, good of for Mr. you, Mr. Zuckerberg. Uh, <laughs> you're my best pal. Yeah, but it um, does feel a little less serial killer than Craigslist for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. There's, uh, y- there's a little more. Tell me what serial killers feel like when you first meet them. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I just, I I've, always had, felt, I've always felt they were charming. Yeah. I would like well, a profile too. Yeah. yeah. No, it's just kind of, uh, I just feel a little more confident. And then I just pick a, you know, a, a, a neutral destination, you know, a safe place and, you know, hand off, never yeah. invite them to yeah, the house. Not behind sure. an old warehouse right. in the back bay of Boston. <laughs> no, I have a security building with cameras. That's where I exchange. Is that where you do it? Yeah. No kidding. Right wow. in front of the cameras and the security guard. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I would never have anybody to my house. I would always uh, meet him at a park and ride. Yeah. But I would also bring a large friend. <laughs> Let me ask you if this has ever happened, and it happened to me once, and I knew it was going to happen, and I still went. Uh, guy bid a buck and a quarter for this thing, an old amp, and uh, and he oh, all I got is a hundred bucks. But I, I he drove showed like up 20, with less money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, I just yeah. I should have you know. What'd you do? Did you, oh, wait a minute. I I, hold on. I know what it. you did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, you want to know what you did? Oh, jingle set Zip's up. the nicest guy <laughs> in the world. I was, I was not happy. And as I was driving away, the guy goes, sorry, man. I'm like, fuck you. 
uh, whatever. Get the, you just uh, get rooked. Yeah. Oh, I, I, by the way, I knew he it had, was happen. He had the twenty-five in his in his <laughs> other pocket. I know pocket. he did. I, know, I needed to drive away. I Why didn't you drive, drive away? away? Why didn't you stand up? I to almost it? did, and then I. But I had set myself up. I kind of knew he was yep. going to pull it. So how did whatever. you set yourself up? Because I want to learn from you on how not to. Well, do it. no, I just had a feeling. I don't want to reveal any of the of the buyer's ethnic background or anything. <laughs> 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 you just did. Oh, so you were a, you were a liberal racist going into this no, thing? No, no. But I <laughs> was. Hey, by the way, I was, admit it. I, admit it. We're I was all that in way. a. I was in a sketchier. Well, yes, you were. Tom. I I have proof that you you were you were the sketchy one because I just can you describe <laughs> what sketchy means? I'm telling and... you because right now, yeah, I just I just went to Snopes and I put Zip's the nicest guy in the world into Snopes, and it says, "Are sex traffickers leaving zip ties on cars?" <laughs> so <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what came up when I t- typed in wow. Zip's the nicest right. guy in the world on Snopes. Yes. That's well, hopefully, hopefully, if we keep building them up, someone will put it up on the internet. <laughs> Build them up, internet. Up. internet. Mm. No, that, now that's that sounded wrong, right? But <laughs> I just, it, it, but it, it and it came true. It was just sort of like I bet this guy's going to pull a fast one, and he did. What's yeah. the by the way? What's the woke way to say what he just said? Uh, would be, I was headed into a disadvantaged neighborhood. <laughs> and I was hoping that my item would help someone save money and lift them up and uh, and help them have a better life. Look, interestingly, it, it was not his neighborhood either. You know what I mean? Oh. We picked a destination. So. Whose neighborhood was it? Can you tell me? Uh, was was he wearing a red sweater when he got there? <laughs> no, he was not. All right. So, uh, but still... Uh, were you scared? Is that why you gave it to him? Or could you have simply said, sorry, dude, let me know if it's still around tomorrow. I'll meet yeah. you again. I, it was more I was chiding myself for having gotten taken. I knew it was going to, I knew, I don't so know why look, I did, you but you look I knew. at a drug dealer who rips you off and goes, <laughs> damn, you're good. You got me. <laughs> Here's your Benjamin. Here's to you, Mr. Smarter Than the Global Guy. Mr. Smarter Guy Who Takes in the Rich Guy. Well, uh, quite honestly, it, it, it was a long enough drive that the difference in the amount, like I yeah. wanted a buck and a quarter, he gave me a hundred. So, all right. Wow! Yeah, I would. I'm a Scott. I would have left skid marks. Yeah. Yeah, Guess what I would have done? What? On principle, you'd have taken him to a. a I would have said, "Sorry, I'll I'll take it home." Yeah, Um, and he would have whipped out that 25 so fast. Yeah, Uh, I would have got in the car and said, "You know, dude, um, I'm sorry. I uh, if you feed the pigeons, they keep coming back and (laughs) shitting on your porch." That's brilliant. <laughs> I like that. And I would have driven off. Um, <laughs> if you feed so, the pigeons. But that's okay, because uh, you're the nicest guy <laughs> in the world. But uh, So here's what happened to me today. Um, okay. I have this piece of equipment, and, and Zip knows that I'm a gear, um, yeah. gear promiscuous. Yes. When there's new electronic inventions out, I have to try them. Of and course so, you and, and, you know, what I do is I buy them, and then if I don't like it, I sell it. So always at a loss. Right. But, Always? Really? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I had classic microphones back when we did Twisted I Tune. remember. That's I another story, this. by the way. That's a story yeah. involving a huge celebrity. Don't let me get out of here tonight without telling you that. Okay. Uh, but anyway, so I had this uh, mixing console 
that was this whole new way of doing it. Um, I tried to sell it to Zip, too, because he should have it. But you just plug a <laughs> USB cord into your computer and your digital audio workstation, which folks listening to this podcast, that's how we edit and produce audio and make twisted tunes and edit the show and everything. Anyway, it sees it without any other kind of a digital interface. It's just stuff that literally, when I made Twisted Tunes 15, 20 years ago... Would have saved you weeks. Well, there was this analog-digital converter, digital-to-analog. I think it was made by this company called... Oh, it was a really elite-sounding name. Uh, It'll come to me. But Was this the Soundcraft? No, but long before that. Oh, the, the Soundcraft oh. is the one I'm talking about. But anyway, yeah, yeah. they used to make this stuff and stereo, two channels, digital in and digital out, right. was $4,000. And it wasn't the, Avid. No, it's a okay. different, if it, and they're still in existence, but they're, they're a smaller company now. Okay. Uh, but at the time, it was like, do you have one of those? Oh, yeah, those are the best. <laughs> and I would, you know, I'd lust over it. And I would wait a year, and it would still didn't come down in price. And then, because I wanted to make these Twisted Tunes, and I wanted to switch to digital and put them on digital DAT machines and be able to upload them and send them to press records and stuff. Anyway, that device, four grand 15 years ago, Today, the equivalent of that can come in a little mixer for 50 bucks. Right. Mm. Or even even cheaper. Anyway, so I had this mixer, and I'm like, I'm not using it because I've switched to all digital now. I don't even right. go through an analog board. And it's sitting in my barn because someday I might use it. And those are the mm. things, for anyone listening, whatever your passion is, snowboards, chess sets, if you haven't touched it in five years sell it if you've moved it from one house to another (laughs) without touching it and are getting ready to move again sell it if you look at all the stuff unused you have in storage and add up the actuarial tables of what your life expectancy is <laughs> and you have more stuff than you're likely to need yeah pick the ones you care about the most and sell the other ones so i put this board online uh, i put it on reverb.com which where you can sell used musician equipment and used electronic equipment yeah and i happened to have because I used to travel with these guys from Heart in the in that spinoff band, Heart by Heart, and I used to like send gear across the country to play festivals and casinos. Sure. And and so I have all these road cases, and when I've sold some of my old gear and keyboard stuff, they the, the music store would say, "Nah, we don't want the cases." Right. And I don't know why, but I, I kind of do because they don't want to store it. So anyway. I got. I got to sell this. I'm looking online, and people are trying to get about six hundred fifty bucks for them. And I think that's about what I paid because I buy it. I always buy stuff used, and I always, you know, me too. A dicker when I can, best I can, because that's that's competition. That's that's mm-hmm. that's capitalism. Mm-hmm. So I decided I'm going to list it, but instead of shipping it in a box, 
I'm going to ship it in this $300 road case that I couldn't sell anyway. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and so I put that up on Reverb knowing like everybody's looking at the four or five that are up there for 650 Yeah. And I made one. My I think I made mine like 635 comes with $300 road case. I want it gone. Boom. And as soon as I put a listing up like that, bing, 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 and I'm getting all these notifications on my ding, phone. Ding, 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 ding. And... And, and, and you know, people are lowballing. I'll give you five. I'll give you five fifty. And and uh, here's how I negotiate. I want to give this as just a helpful hint to you folks. It won't work for Zip, and we <laughs> and we all know why. Zip's the nicest guy in the world. Uh, but what I do is, if I listed it for, I think I was six forty or something, and someone offers me five fifty, I go six thirty. I give them ten bucks. Just for making the effort. Right. Within five or six hours, I think I had three offers. And so the last guy was kind of the closest. We were 10 bucks apart. Right. And I replied to him and I said, you know, I've, I'm working three multiple offers right now. I'll meet you in the middle if yeah. you're interested. And, um, and boom, he buys it. <laughs> and that's fine. Did. And I do, get, I do believe in negotiating. I do believe in giving, you know, ask a uh, little more than you want. Yeah. And, Perceived worth, right? Well, I, I, I like, have you ever been to Africa? No. If you should go to Africa, I single out Africa because it's a, it was the most fun. Uh, but it happens in lots of what I would say um, less advanced countries as far as street commerce goes right in, in, in you know street fairs like there's a lot of countries where everybody dickers and negotiates with you yeah and in the u.s that doesn't happen you like, no it, but it's understood in those countries that you do you've got it, an opening bid yeah and real real and price, it's yeah. also understood that they will ask way more than way. they would take because if a tourist gives it to them it's like <laughs> it's so, stupid <laughs> i win <laughs> Yeah, so I do that. I, I, I like, I think dickering is part of our nomadic, you know, we became hunter, we were hunter-gatherers, yeah. we became agricultural, and, and then we started trading, and we're still mm. figuring out trade, by the way. My uh, daughter forbids, yeah. good deal. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, that was... That was not woke. That was unwoke. <laughs> but, but, but by the way, we're talking historically, and historically, yes. In a dowry for uh, for a bride, that's actually, the way we do it now is more unusual in terms of the whole of human history, I believe. What degree does he have? Who? The guy that's courting my daughter. <laughs> What's the sheepskin? Tell me. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Is she marrying down or up? <laughs> yeah. So... Um, Anyway, so it sells, and uh, Reverb says, and, and by the way, the companies are getting smarter. Um, they hold the money until they see that you shipped it. Yeah, sure pay, yeah. And um, and so within a day, I got hep, the money. We have the money. You are, may feel free to ship. Right. Uh, so and I go, and by the way, cut. I, yeah. I, I, I've learned some things about shipping. I almost don't want to share them with you. Oh, come on, please. All right, but I will. If you do it enough, Stamps.com is worth it. Really? Because Stamps.com, it's not 
Jeff Zuckerberg or Jeff Bezos. It's the U.S. government. Uh, is it Fred Zuckerberg? Mark Zuckerberg. I forget. <laughs> <I'm> Mark. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jeff Zuckerberg. But, but like uh, Jeff Bezos, you know that Amazon doesn't pay retail. No. If you do, if you subscribe to Stamps.com, you pay a certain amount a month, and prices are lower. So instead of instead of fifteen seventy five. A medium flat rate post box is like thirteen forty five or something. You save it, so, and, and if you ship enough, it, 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 plus they send you for hundred bucks, they send you a postal scale. Scale, yeah, that up to like a hundred pounds. I'm lusting after one yeah. of those, just like you and the gear. Oh, yeah. and mine is uh, it's an Onyx, uh, okay. and it comes with a Stamps.com account. And by the way, this podcast is not brought to you by Stamps.com. <laughs> <laughs> nice disclaimer, Bob. but it should be uh, <laughs> if they had any brains. Yeah. So uh, anyway, what I love about it because you know I like to, I like fantasize myself being in every hu- job that humans have. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I, if I worked for uh, Jeff uh, Bezos, I'd be in shipping. This would be my job. Yeah. And like they do at the post office, you got a tape measure. You measure the length, width, oh, and man. height. What a nightmare. You put it on the scale, and then you enter this program, and you get a discount, which um, I, I, I love a discount. Everybody loves a discount, Bob. It's awesome, yeah. <laughs> so and it, I go to ship this thing, and I knew it was going to be expensive because I estimated the night before, but UPS is best for heavy stuff, by the way. Oh, I did not know that either. Yeah, something about the brown shorts and those big strapping guys. <laughs> and their union. Their union. Well, the program will compare. So it was like 65 bucks to ship a 78-pound box, mm-hmm. 30 by 26 by 12, big road case. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would be 128 <laughs> On FedEx, and it would be like even more in the post office. So, anyway, the long story short, but too late. <laughs> so I get this all ready to ship, and I go to print the label. And you've had this experience if you've done buying and selling online. Right. I go to print the label, and <laughs> Stamps.com big... says not a verifiable address. Uh oh. Uh oh. And I went. Huh. So I go to USPS.com, uh-huh. and USPS.com says, not a deliverable address. Huh. So I go, well, the guy put his phone number, and I call the phone number, and the phone number goes, boo-doo-doo. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And so what do I do? I assume the worst. This guy's somehow trying to rip me off. But how's he ripping me off? He gave me money. Yes. But that's how the best ripoffs occur. Yes, they front you something, yeah. Uh, so I sent him a message, and like Zip, he didn't respond within 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm like, you know, they show people in those teen movies that if you text your boyfriend and you don't hear from him in eight seconds, you feel like he's dumping you. That's right. I'm that way if someone's not immediately responding, and yet... I frequently turn the phone off for That's long true. periods of time. Well, like get an Apple Watch and get it attached. Yeah. So anyway, so he finally gets back to me tonight. And he says, well, that is my real address. And yeah, the post office doesn't come out here. I'm kind of in the middle of nowhere. 
But that was my phone number. And I said, well, it said not a working number. And I said, let me try and call you. And I called. I must have dialed, misdialed. Mm. He answers the phone. He's a young kid yeah. getting into music. And, and by the way, I'm super polite. Oh, I'm so sorry. And then where are you again? And I'm entering it into Google Earth so I can zoom in on his house. Mm-hmm. Slightly creepy? Just a bit. Or am I just verif- trust but verify, as Ronald trust, Reagan said? Yes, trust. Right, Ronald Reagan? Trust but verify. <laughs> That's the way. We Walk begin softly, bombing in 10 minutes. Carry a big stink. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'm, I mean, as I'm talking to this kid, he's the greatest. And by the way, where he lives, literally in the middle of, there's a, the, parts of this country I, w- I almost wanted to go visit him. Yeah. Breakwind, Kentucky. No, it it's a place is called, I don't want to give too much, well, I, I, it's like in it's California, up yeah. near Mount Shasta. Okay. And it's literally, it's, uh, I'll call it Hayseed. And I looked, and when I zoomed in on the town, it's a <laughs> tiny town with a little airstrip. And I went, well, let's, uh, to myself, not to him. I'm like, I'm going to yeah. zoom out and see where the n- nearest big city is. And I kept zooming. <laughs> <Zoom in. laughs> Surrounded by massive mountains. Yeah. And he lives in the middle of nowhere. And 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 so I'm talking <laughs> was, to him. Was his name Johnny B. Good? <laughs> <laughs> sort of. And, and I'm talking to him, but I can tell him, and we're talking about digital audio workstations and how he's going to use it. Because I can get a sense of someone. I mean, you'd have to be a really good yeah, scammer. Yeah. A scammer to, you know, have me not detect anything yeah. in your voice. So I'm, I'm like, okay, I trust the guy. And I said, yeah, I totally trust you. I will require a signature. I will insure it for the full amount. And, uh, you know, I ate a little bit of extra. But I wa- and, and he was like, you're being really nice. He was like, but thank you very much. I said, well, I want it to go to a good home, which is what you say with anything you want to get rid Absolutely. of. Absolutely. <laughs> that's an oldie. Yeah. That dog bit everyone in our neighborhood. I'd like it to go to a good home. I know that uh, your brother doesn't have a face, but... Yeah, I'd like to talk to go to a good home. So anyway, he was a nice kid. And, and I was like, what digital audio works? He goes, Ob- o- Obleton? And it's Ableton. Li- Ableton. Mm-hmm. But the kids call it Obleton. Of course they do. And, um, and it's so complex and hard to use. I was like, I was like going to offer to teach him how to use it. I was like, never mind. You could teach me how to use it. So, <laughs> so I, I'm sending it out tomorrow. I'm trusting the guy. Oh, this is a current story. I thought you were recounting a glory story from a, a past incident. No, this, this happened is... just before the podcast. That's why I was late. Okay. Uh, but it. I guess the the moral of the story here is, unfortunately, we have to expect that every transaction with someone we don't know could be a scam. Carries a modicum of risk. Absolutely. Absolutely. But then when you think that, don't write the person a nasty email accusing them of not existing. Oh, no. (laughs) You know, call and talk to them, get to know them, take the time. As if they were Take your time. Think a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Think of all the things you're going to sell. Cat you Stevens, may one of my still favorite be here tomorrow. Father and son. But so, your wife may not. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. And, and, and I totally recommend this to everybody out there. And I'm not, 
I'm not going to Marie Kondo on you, but no. if you haven't used it in five years, it's toast. It's a joy to see it. And, yeah. and you really well, should want someone to use it. Yeah. It's okay. funny. We're on parallel. We're, we're leading parallel lives to a degree because Lizzie just explained a system for me of eliminating some of my excess clothing because I have a thing for jackets and suits and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, you know how you've got all your hangers facing one direction in your closet? I said, yes, dear. She said, when you wear something, put it back with the hanger reversed. And after a year, anything that doesn't have a hanger reversed, donate it. And she's she's a real benevolent soul. So I thought, you know uh, what? Is Lizzie there? I'd like to say hi to her. We should introduce her on the podcast. She's not in the room, no. She's out there. Uh, in the middle of a, she's marathoning. What is she marathoning on on Netflix? Um, Saul, you got better call Saul. Oh, oh and she told show. me something about it, and I, maybe you know this, and maybe I'm, ju- or maybe I'm just stupid. Do you know what his name was in the series? Uh, uh, Saul Goodman was his. Saul his, Goodman was the cor- name he changed. Was his to. fake name? Yeah, but okay, he had a fake why? Name. Yeah, why was it? Why would did they choose that name? It's Saul all Goodman. good, man. It's That's all good, man. It's all good, man. It's all good, man. I didn't know that. <laughs> when, he, when, he, when he was pulling his earliest stings, yeah. and actually, I think one of his friends, they actually killed some, or they, I don't, I can't remember. Okay, but, this yeah, is a fictional character good. we're talking about, yes, right? Yes, but we're yeah. arguing about his life as if it was somebody <laughs> we know, Bob Odenkirk. But, yeah, yeah, Odenkirk is hot. Right now, He's his amazing. career yeah. is as hot as a pistol. So, He's an action star now. Uh, you mentioned something about Lizzie. Uh, uh, for yeah. new listeners of the show, mm-hmm. uh, Lizzie is Ed's girlfriend. But you've been going out for a pretty long time now. Yes, we have. That was a subtle way of asking you to say how long. <laughs> she was ten. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, but, he, he well, knows I'm going to bring up that she's much yes. younger. But I was going to ease into that. Uh-huh. How long have you been? A year or so. Over a year, yeah. yeah. And before that, you had another girlfriend for certain... You're a monogamous person. I'm a serial monogamous, yeah. yes. So, um... Unless she has some ideas, you know. <laughs> I'm just and kidding. he's just kidding. He's totally just kidding. He's, oh, man. he's the second nicest guy in the world, and I yes. come in dead last. Not um, a polygo, man. That yeah. his joke yeah. needs fix-a-flat. <laughs> but I was asking... <laughs> I was asking him how old she was because I'm trying to remember how old he is. And Ed's, yeah. you know, he's not on he's not on uh, Medicare or Social Security no, yet. But no, uh, I'm not 21 either. But she's 21. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your last girlfriend was also right around that age, right? 24. No, 24. 24. Yes. You know, you can only go a few more years younger, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm aware, Bob. All right. I thought of you last night. In a manly way, I hope. Uh, no, because I was watching a movie that I want to highly recommend. Okay. But I think okay. that 80% of you won't like it. Pencil at the ready. Uh, 20% of you, I think, will love it. Huh. And um, and yes, it involves politics. But in that movie, uh, I don't know if I should give this away. Hmm. There's an age difference between the main character and someone and at a certain point in the movie, it's brought out, and it turns out that to some people, age is nothing, right? Mm-hmm. To other people, that's all I'm going to say. It's a great line in the movie. The oh, movie yeah. was, I believe, written as well as directed by John Stewart. Mm-hmm. It's called Irresistible. Have you heard of it? 
I've heard the title. I, yeah, I have too. So I saw a little bit about it, and I wasn't going to watch it. Because frankly, I'm, I'm sort of avoiding political stuff right now. I'm taking a break. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, That's wise. Yeah, yeah i got to give my heart a chance to recover. Exactly. But my son Keith texted me from Los Angeles and said, Oh, Dad, you would really love this movie. And it's on HBO Max, mm-hmm. which we get because we're AT&T subscribers, I guess. Okay. And, you know, they have movies. And they, they're doing movies direct to TV. Oh, of course they are. Nobody's going to theaters. So this is one. Starring Steve Carell. Great actor. Uh, and the woman in this movie is... Um, what's the best way for me to say this? Rose Byrne is her name. She, I believe as an actress, she's considered one of the most... Uh, she's an Australian actress. Mm-hmm. And she's considered one of the most beautiful women in the world. Hmm. Uh, but in this movie, mm-hmm. the opening scene where you see her yeah. is not that. Ah. And, 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 and I'm, again, I hate to give stuff away, so I'm not gonna. But when I, when I tell you she's the most beautiful, one of the most beautiful women in the world, mm-hmm. when you see her first show up in the show... See what she's doing, and then email email me how shocked you were. Hmm. Okay, show at bobandzip.com is our email address. Uh, so she's been in uh, she's been in a bunch of stuff. She's won primetime Emmy awards, Golden Globe awards. I guess she was in Bridesmaids, Get Him to the Greek. She's a babe. Uh, oh, you're looking at her. Yeah. Oh yeah. Amazing yeah. how this internet works. Zip will get to it in three <laughs> or four days. He'll see. You. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What's uh, her name? Uh, Rose Byrne. See, look, all the guys. <laughs> look at you guys. Um, oh my God. Her name is Rose Byrne, B-Y-R-N-E. Yes. And Steve Carell is the star. And, uh, and when the movie first started, uh, and you can do this on TV now, you can just say, nah, let's not watch this. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you'll do that. Yep. And even though I love Jon Stewart, uh, and I loved his show, and I thought Great he was show. actually, I thought he lampooned both sides. But obviously, mm. he was he was definitely yeah. um, you know uh, opposed to um, Fox News. But I, anyway, when it started, it starts with all these actualities of politicians, and I'm like, I don't really. There's interesting things, even though I love them. I don't really want anyone working me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, like, but I said, all right, we'll sit this out. Keith said it was good. And then if you get past the intro, the intro yeah. kind of has nothing to do with the movie in a way. Hmm. It, 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 they should have just started it out in this little town in the middle of nowhere because that's but what they, the movie they got to get you up front, Bob. It's got to happen in 90 seconds or the well, thing that's the doesn't point. sell. In, in the first 90 seconds, I wanted to turn the movie off. Well, okay. I, I only stuck it out because so, my son said I would like it. Right. Um, by the way, it's poorly reviewed. Like some some of the great ones were, like the Godfather movies were. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's a great movie. I don't know. Everyone's going to be different. Yeah. Why I love it is it's not, it, it makes fun, I'm going to be cliche, it makes fun of both sides. And in fact, it might even make more fun of liberals than conservatives. 
And because you know it's John Stewart, you're like, okay, okay, what's, what, what's your ruse here? Yeah. And I'll, I'll give you the setup. This guy, Steve Carell plays, is one of those campaign heavyweights like you would have seen on the West Wing. Mm-hmm. His job as a as a you know campaign manager is to make you win the election and make you say stuff whether you believe it or not. Right. And that's what campaign uh, guys that's do. That's what they do. Yeah. And so someone someone in his staff brings him a story of a little tiny town out in the middle of nowhere that um, they've got this guy who's clearly Republicanish. Mm-hmm. But he also is speaking up for the immigrants in the time. I mean, you listen to this guy and you go, that's what Democrats should do if they want to win rural areas. So bait and switch. <laughs> so anyway, he flies out there and the premise of the movie is that even though this is a tiny town, maybe a couple thousand people in the middle of nowhere. Mm hmm. It's sort of like, you know how when McDonald's introduces a sandwich, they introduce it in the middle of nowhere? How do you folks like the McRib? <laughs> well, I, I, if I had teeth, it'd be a lot better. Yeah. And so it's a right-wing town, a small right-wing town, but they think they're going to, the Democrats are going to try a strategy to see if they can win them over and have their first Democratic mayor in history. <laughs> and they fly in, and then the Republican National Committee finds out the Democrats are doing it, and they fly in. And so this little town that was going bankrupt suddenly has spectacularly produced TV commercials and billboards and yard signs, and it becomes the—you know how, like, Fox will take a little area and go, they tried to take down the nativity scene. It's the war on Christmas yep. in Podunk, Alabama. You know? <laughs> yeah. And so it's that story. And, and I was like, okay, well, this is kind of—and even in the beginning, I didn't want to watch it. I was like, ah, I'm sick of politics. But then it, as it starts to go, and I, start, I started to suspect a few things. Uh, oh, the, the send-ups of the campaign strategists, though, are just so brilliant. And then, God bless uh, John Stewart, it's very uh -huh. educational about okay. campaign financing. Uh -huh. A little and, behind the scenes uh, yeah. about how the levers of power are pulled. Yeah. But actually, forget the educational part. I forgot. You guys don't subscribe to any papers, and you really don't want to <laughs> That's know. not true. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> Just go because Rose Byrne as Faith Brewster is one of the most beautiful women uh, in history. Yes. And Steve Carell is only slightly creepy in the way he looks at her. <laughs> but he... <laughs> You know, he already did the Matt Lauer thing on the Apple Network, so he's, okay, yeah. it was a good role for him, too. Uh, the, the candidate they're running is Marine Colonel Jack Hastings. Okay. And he's the first Democrat to ever run for mayor. And, um, and it, literally, they why I think it got fairly—it gets great ratings from audiences. Why I think the critics hated it— is because whether you're woke left or woke right, it challenges your narrative. Yep. And um, so I think it's actually educational. So that's my, I, I do a plug every once in a while for something. I'll do. Wow. I, I, I would say, and it was, it's short too. It's like 90 minutes long. Mm -hmm. It's really almost like a Disney cartoon. It's so short. It's very, 
Oh, Dumbo. He's so and cute. T- and and yeah. for those that might have just uh, tuned in midway or gone, stepped away from the uh, sure. podcast, it's called? Oh, it's called uh, Irresistible. Irresistible. Yeah. Steve Carell, produced by John. Uh, produced, uh, well, it was written and directed by John Stewart. Okay. So is it John and his dozen writers, or is it John? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> to be the, the, he, John, he does have the best writers in the business. Well, did. John did. takes care of, like, wayward animals now. He runs an animal <laughs> rescue shelter with his wife. Yeah. I, I, I don't, you know, how would I know? I've, I think they may be on speed dial. <laughs> if I'm John Stewart, I had some help. But uh, but yeah. this is, this is um, written and directed by means, you know, he's in charge. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, it was set for he's, release in May 2020, but because of COVID-19... They held it back, right, and released it June twenty sixth. It was originally going to be May. Then it was June. Uh, it received mixed reviews from critics who called it. Listen to this. They called it a soft political satire, hmm. and that's what I love about it. It's not hard hitting. It's super subtle, and it's got a ton of heart. And in the end, you just smile and you go, "Ah, oh, the joke was on me." It's not preachy. Um, no, it's... Uh, here's the thing. I'm watching it, and I'm thinking, Hank Hank Prouty works at the gun shop, and my electrician friend Steve Turcott would both love this because it makes fun of coastal elites. Mm-hmm. Viciously, by the way. Uh, and justifiably Oh, so. no. And it makes fun of you, Zip, and it makes fun of you, Ed, and it makes fun of me. <laughs> I'm not on the coast. You guys are. Yeah. It lampoons everybody. And yeah. that's what a good comedy should do. It Skewer. Should one side. I mean, yes. as much as I think, you know, I admire Jimmy Kimmel as a human being for standing up for what he believes. Yeah. I kind of agree with the folks I know who say, you know, I, when I watch The Tonight Show, Johnny always kept me guessing yeah. what he thought. And right. I kind of, you know, I kind of feel like, yeah, look, it's free country. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. But I don't want to pick up one side. First of all, I don't believe in either side. But even if I did, I would. Not exclusively, no. Uh, not at all. I actually think our whole <laughs> political system is full of crap. Yeah. I think that, it, well, <laughs> this is why I liked this movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> and it didn't hurt that, that uh, John was the one that wrote it. I think anything that John, uh, Tom Hanks, or Opie does is going to yeah. be good fair. They're good right? people, and I like yeah, good people. But, good it, people. but again, he's more liberal than me, so I almost turned it out. Right. But, uh, but how no. elitist of you, you coastal resident, you? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm in Vermont now, so I'm a, I'm really like, um, a you know, like a like a gay guy in Mayberry. <laughs> 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 you leave Opie out of this. <laughs> Not Opie. Who was the guy on Mayberry, the the one that... Uh, oh, you mean, you mean Jim Neighbors? Jim Neighbors, yeah. I mean, yeah. back then, you know, Jim Neighbors yeah. couldn't be who he really was because the time wasn't right for it. Yet. Well, nobody knows what I did when I went to Mount Pilot for a date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not right. No Not one right knows. Not right, yeah. <laughs> So Sorry. All right. Uh, did you, did, did, I did, did like did the singing you, voice, though. Did you ever uh, check out uh, Trial Four, Bob? No, I haven't seen that one yet. It, Trial you Four, have, yeah, yeah. You got okay. yes, yes. You Put must. that on our list. <clears throat> um, you may have to binge watch it. It's one of those. All right. Don't say binge to an alcoholic. What's the matter with yeah, you? True. Oh, That's we're both true. alcoholics. <laughs> you are the one who can pleasantly smoke a little herb and uh, go to work. 
in all, in all things moderation. It's all awesome. All right, we want to meet Lizzie next time on on your show because I, 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 is she okay with giving us? Oh hell yeah! A little bit about what it's like to be twenty-one in this crazy world. Yeah, I think she, I think she's uh, happy to impart that. Okay, I, I get it every day. All right, can you set, <laughs> set up a second mic for her and we can talk? And I promise we won't make, you know, the whole uh, prehistoric times December thing <laughs> a big deal. Yes. Well, you may not, want you a won't... podcast prenup on this. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Wow. I may want a dump button too. But, and do you think she's serious and long term for you? Well, uh, yes. I mean, un- I, I, until death do you part. I, I think this could be the last. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because I could go any time. Well. All... <laughs> Anybody of a certain age. Lisa hates and... when I talk like that, by the way. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but it's just always been it real. true. I mean, it, yeah. Was, yeah. it was truer when I was 16 and driving under the influence than it well, is and, now, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and he, here's what I here, here's what I uh, bring up when, when that topic does come up. I have buried two girlfriends, you know. So. You have? Yeah, hell. Wow. Oh, that's sad. It is sad. It was very sad. However, both passed just, away. Oh, the, the, you told not, me this as girlfriends. Yes. During, no, not no, not oh, as girlfriends. Yes, ex girlfriends. Yeah, and now because that makes me sound like a serial killer. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not even gonna make. I'm not even gonna. And go Ed there. was a person of interest in both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you're terrible. So, yes. but no, you you mean, uh, and I believe you told me one you were gonna marry. Um, I proposed. Yes. And she got sick and passed away. Well, no, she got homesick and moved back to Ireland. Oh, that was, that's not that's that the kind of sick. Siobhan and uh, yeah, she she wanted to get back together, and I we actually did have dinner, and she was uh, battling breast cancer at the time. Oh, and it turned out she she had gone with the homeopathic route and lost the battle. And I was probably more in love with that. This girl is than why you know. never married. Well, I just would. I think that when you come from a a home where there, there, there was a battling parents in a divorced household that it leaves you with trepidation of sorts. Okay, yeah, you we've know, talked yeah. about that before. But yeah. it's always good to remind the audience who you are and why you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the second one uh, was a lawyer, Lisa, uh, who was from Missouri, and she she passed on. She had a blood disease at uh, 40-something. So, oh. yeah, and uh, one of the prettiest girls on the Did planet. Did you decide, well, I have a girlfriend, but I'm not going to put myself at the total risk of being married because I couldn't stand to be, you know, Paul and Linda? Um, I, I, I guess, like, I, 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 I do think it's a sacred institution. I just think that you have to be, like, there's no such thing as a, as a, as a lock or a guarantee in life. Mm-hmm. And I almost want that ironclad guarantee. Yeah, you know? that's interesting. Um, our dear friend um, who's been on the show a couple times, uh, Jeff Kathan, uh, played uh, drums with Paul Rogers. He also uh, lost a wife. Uh, mm. And uh, and found true love again, and they're an amazing couple. But I can't imagine what that would be like. I just can't. It's 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 uh, it, it leaves you uh, feeling very hollow, very uh, empty. Yeah. It leaves, it, leaves it, leave, it takes a piece of you with it. What with if it. you were already hollow? What does it do? Does it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, terrible. Low hanging fruit. I should never. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say fruit. That's not one. All right. All Check right. out Irresistible, uh, starring Steve Carell and Rose Byrne on HBO Max, and then Trial 4, the show On that, Netflix. On Netflix. And uh, if you'd like to email us at any time, it's show at bobandzip.com. We love uh, getting your letters. Uh, we uh, I don't think we have a, a ton to read now, but next time we'll try to do that. And the, our Patreon page is patreon.com slash Bob Rivers. 
for the donation of about a buck a podcast. You help us pay the overhead to run the podcast. And, uh, well, we made some interesting uh, jingles, of course. Um, <laughs> and, um, and we've gotten some remote gear for Zip, Ed, and me so that when the pandemic ends, uh, no matter where we are, we can plug into a laptop and be basically right next to your speaker right next to your and speaker. six months from now on facebook marketplace yeah we will be there won't we when they when they launch the podcasts yeah. i was referring to the gear but oh the gear we're buying <laughs> <laughs> yes well as soon as they replace it with something yeah. new that's bigger right. bob will know yeah yeah yeah. all right folks uh, thanks a lot for listening it's bob and zip with ed kelly show at bob and Playing the hits of yesteryear just for you Clock on.